0: Hey, I'm Josh. I'm gonna help you find a home today. Now, I've sprung for a quaint little place in my neighborhood, if you want it, my treat. Added bonus, it's yours forever. Can't sell it, lose it, or give it back. It's not the greatest house listed, but one's better than none, don't you agree? Now, you could also opt out of this deal. I'd hate to see you out on the streets, but the choice is yours. But I've also got this new project I'm working on, and I'd love for you to join me on it. Gotta be honest though, It's not free, it'll cost you a lot, and I can't just pay for it on my own, I need your help. It takes two to build a home, you know. Hey everybody, thank you so much for joining me again on The Price of Life, episode two, Know By Heart. Today we're gonna be talking about the topic of eternal life. Now, if you're like me, uh, a believer for a long time, you have probably heard a number of people throw around the term or the phrase eternal life all over the place, you know I have, and um, You might have an idea of what eternal life is, Uh, but if you're like me a couple of months ago, you probably wouldn't be able to point to a number of verses in the Bible that talk about eternal life to kind of build a strong um, doctrine of what eternal life actually is. So that's the question that we're going to answer today. Hopefully, um, through the verses and the passages we're going to look at, I'm going to help you, Uh, we're going to study together to determine what. What was Jesus actually talking about when he said eternal life? So to answer the question, I want to start out by first going through a number of different definitions that I've heard over the years um, of fellow brothers and sisters describing to me what eternal life actually is. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is actually getting to live biologically forever. While maybe other people who don't believe in Christ Will be annihilated or perish uh, for eternity, and uh, the word that we're going to be studying, the phrase eternal life in the Greek, is zoe ionios, um, life eternal. And uh, there are three words for life in the Greek. There's zoe, psuche, and bios. Uh, bios is the Greek word where we get our word in English for biology. Um, now, if the phrase eternal life in the Greek had bios, ionios instead of zoe, ionios, then we could say that this idea maybe makes sense, that we're talking about living physically, physiologically for eternity. But the life isn't bios, it's zoe. Now, what does the word zoe mean? Now, we're going to get to that uh, in a bit, uh, but just so that you know, the, the word ionios. Uh, for ages, eternity, is never ever connected to either psyche or bios in the entire Bible. Another problem with this viewpoint is that even unbelievers live forever. If we look at the uh, the story of the rich man in Luke 16, we see that um, even after he's died, um, he's living in the place of the dead, Hades, and he is still around. His soul or his spirit has not been annihilated. He's not been erased. Uh, he's still around. There's a part of him that still exists, and he's talking to people. Uh, we see this as well with two human figures, the Antichrist and the false prophet, mentioned in Revelation 19. We see that uh, they are thrown into the lake of fire. Then Christ comes down um, and rules on earth for a 1,000 years. And at the end of the 1,000 years, Satan is thrown in the lake of fire, and they are still there. We see that in verse twenty, uh, chapter 20, verse 10. A second viewpoint that I've heard is that eternal life uh, simply means going to heaven when you die. If you have eternal life, if you believed in Jesus Christ, you have eternal life, you'll go to heaven when you die instead of hell, the lake of fire, uh, what have you. Now, I'll say that this one's a little bit closer, but going to be with the Lord when we die is a result of our justification Uh, that's a part of our salvation that we get when we believe. We do receive knowledge of the Father and the Son upon justification, but it's an added benefit. It's not the same thing as being justified. Um, Nowhere in the Bible do we see eternal life ever identified or um, equalized to the idea of justification. A third point of view I've also heard is that uh, eternal life is in God's presence and the parallel would be eternal death is separation from him forever. Now I'll say that this one is probably the closest uh, of the three that I've mentioned so far, but this way of defining eternal life isn't evident anywhere in the scripture. You couldn't point to any particular verse and say that's eternal death. This is eternal life means uh, being with God forever never separated from him anymore. Now, all those things are true, um, but they're never ever defined as the phrase Jesus used, uh, as well as many of the apostles all the time, eternal life. Those things aren't ever equated in the scripture. So we've gone through three viewpoints. And uh, honestly, in my study of the scripture, I'm not really convinced by any of the three. Some are closer than others, like I've mentioned, but um, we're not left without an answer. Uh, Thank God. If we look at uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3, uh, I believe that we get a very clear definition from Jesus as to what eternal life means, what it actually is. So I'm going to read it to you now. I'm going to be reading the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Verse 3. This is eternal life, that they should know you, the only true God, and him who you sent, Jesus Christ. Now, to me, that sounds like a very succinct, very clear definition of eternal life. This is what it is: that they, uh, talking to believers, Jesus, uh, for context, Jesus is is praying to the Father in the presence of his disciples, the eleven. Judas has uh, left at this point. It's the Passover feast in the upper room. This is the the, the last supper, if you will, and um, in the middle of Jesus talking to his disciples answering their questions, he stops and he looks up to heaven and starts praying to the Father. And um, pretty much right at the beginning of this prayer is where he includes this definition of what eternal life is, what it actually is, and it has to do with knowing the Father. Now, if you're like me, um, it's a clear definition, but it doesn't... I still have questions. What does know mean in this context? Um and so, if we do a surface-level investigation of the word for "no" in the Greek, um, we find that it's the word ginosko. Um which, in not every case, but most cases where this is used, um, we see a very direct parallel with a deep, uh, intimate knowledge. Uh, this isn't just a surface-level understanding. This is um, this word is descriptive of something some incredible connection. For example, when we look in the Septuagint, uh, the Septuagint is a fancy word, is for the Greek translation of the Old Testament. Um, It was done uh, around the year 400 BC by a number of uh, Jewish scholars. They use the word ginosko for when translating Adam knew Eve in Genesis 4.1. And uh, as we understand, that no is uh, talking about a sexual relationship. It's talking about a very intimate, a deep, a spiritual connection. We see the same word used when uh, describing how Joseph did not know Mary uh, in Matthew 1 and Luke 1, talking about uh, the virgin birth, how Joseph and uh, Mary did not have a sexual relationship uh, to conceive Jesus. So this word for ginosko, uh, brings up a very strong uh, description of connection. This knowledge is not surface level in any way. It's very deep. It's very intimate. So therefore, this verse would uh, seem to describe to us that eternal life is a deep, intimate knowledge of God, the Father, and the Son. If we do a quick search in the Greek for the phrase Ionios. Uh, we'll come up with a number of scriptures, and um, you might be surprised that some of them imply that we can have eternal life here and now, this very moment, throughout our life on earth, um, but sometimes eternal life is referenced to being received in the future. Uh, for instance, I'll read to you uh, John six forty-seven and uh, verse 54 as well. Truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, whoever believes has eternal life. Present tense, has it right now, when you, when you believe you have eternal life. Uh, whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. Has, present tense, you have it right now. But uh, if I read you Matt 19, verse 29, um, it seems to imply that you can have it in the future, not necessarily at this moment. Um, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father, Or mother, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. That's a clear distinction. Will inherit, as opposed to has, that we read in the John passages, will inherit is a future tense, Uh, implies that if you leave houses, mothers, brothers, sisters, um, you don't have it at the moment you do those things, you will inherit it in the future. So, one way that I propose we deal with this seeming conundrum uh, can be found in the verse John 10.10. The second half of John 10.10 says, Jesus is talking again, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Uh, Meaning that you can have eternal life and then you can have more eternal life and seemingly you can have more eternal life and more and more and more. It's, uh, It's not something you have or don't have A or B, 100%, 0%, there's no middle ground. It's something that you can have some of, and you can have more of, and you can have even more of. So throughout this episode, I'm going to suggest that eternal life is simply this. It is the intimacy of our relationship with God, the Father, and the Son, and our friendship with Him. The next question I have is, what what does eternal life do? Why do I care? Um... I mean, how, what does it accomplish? Uh, what do I receive? How is my life different by having eternal life, and uh, consequently by having more eternal life? What would be the difference? And I suggest that it's about a quality of our life, um, not a quantity. I think that it's it's going to change the quality of our life both here and now, and I believe that it will change the quality of our life uh, for eternity when uh, Christ comes back, uh, rules on earth. Uh, for a thousand years and into eternity, our eternal life will define our quality of experience uh, here and now and forever. Uh, you may have noticed that uh, we've been reading a lot of passages in John so far, a couple from Matthew, but but mostly from John. And uh, I'm going to suggest that John seems to be the author that best outlines the benefits of an intimate friendship with God. And uh, his first letter, the First John, the Epistle of First John, to me seems like a fantastic resource for understanding um, how intimacy with the Father and the Son increases our quality of life. Uh, here's a couple of points. Uh, it com- in, in verse uh, chapter one, verse four, it says it completes our joy. Uh, in chapter three, verse thirty-six, um, it is the escape from the wrath of God on earth. Um, in uh, sorry, that was the, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, 36. Uh, the Gospel of John, again, chapter 12, verse 25. It uh, keeps our souls. It allows us to keep our souls. Um, now back to the first epistle of John, uh, chapter 1, verse 7, that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin through eternal life. And First uh, John, chapter 5, verse 20, actually describes Jesus himself as eternal life. So the final question that we're going to deal with today um, is how do you get eternal life? Uh, this may seem obvious, but um, I hope that I have maybe put a little bit of a pebble in your shoe, challenged you a little bit uh, in looking through some of these verses, because um, whereas traditionally, uh, at least for me, I've been taught eternal life, simply believe, that's it, you have eternal life, and that's a done deal. And to, ex- to an extent that is true, uh, we do get eternal life, um, for instance, you could perhaps describe getting an installment of eternal life when you first believe, but um, as we've already mentioned, uh, there are a number of verses that talk about earning eternal life through works, um, which may seem a bit troublesome, but when we remember that eternal life is not, um, is not describing our justification, is not describing uh, our destination of where we will be when we die, eternal life is simply describing the value the, the, the depth of our relationship, our friendship, better, better said, with the Father and the Son. So, for instance, um, I think most of us are very familiar with John 3.16. It states very clearly that you earn eternal life, uh, maybe "earns" not the best word there, that you receive eternal life when you believe. That's all you got to do. Uh, that's all the verse ever suggests. Believe in the Christ, uh, Jesus But um, I've done some of the research already, and uh, I've compiled a chart, uh, which will be linked to in the show notes. I really recommend everybody go look at it. Um, It's just a one-pager, but it puts together all of the verses um, that I found in the New Testament that talk about eternal life and um, and separates them into two categories um, based on how you earn eternal life. Uh, In the first category, you can earn eternal life simply by faith. And in the second category, you earn eternal life through works, through living righteously. So please go check out that chart. Um, uh, But for now, what I'll do is I'll kind of uh, comprehensively put together a few verses to illustrate uh, the difference between these two categories. So uh, in the faith category, we can see John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Uh, We mentioned that verse before. The context of that passage is when Jesus is talking to the Pharisee Nicodemus, and uh, this is the same passage where we have uh, talked about John 3.16. It's the same chapter. A couple chapters later in John 5, verse 24, uh, we see, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Uh, So not only do we have it, uh, present tense, but it is an act of faith, and faith alone, this verse only suggests faith. The context of that verse is um, when Jesus is confronting the Jews that were trying to kill him after he performed his third miracle, mentioned in the book of John, at the Pool of Bethesda. And um, the final verse I'll mention for this category is 1 John 5.13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. Present tense. John is saying, look, I've written these things. I think what he's talking about is uh, the few verses before this one that you may have confidence that you have a friendship, a connection uh, with God by faith alone. Uh, But now moving into the second category, um, you can earn eternal life through good works. If we look at uh, Matthew 19, verse 29, um, this passage is mirrored, uh, so to speak, in Mark 10, as well as Luke 18. It reads, and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive a hundredfold and will inherit eternal life. Uh, we've mentioned that verse previously. There you go. You can earn eternal life by doing good works. That's not faith. You know, There's, uh, There is a, an amount of faith involved in that, um, but it's not just simply believing uh, in Christ that he can save you from your sins. Now we're talking about doing something about it, leaving your comfort zone, um, making a complete radical life change um, for Christ's name's sake. That's not faith. That's good works. And um, those good works will uh, receive an amount of eternal life in the future. Continuing forth, uh, John 12. We don't see a lot of um, John describing Uh, receiving eternal life through good works, because uh, I believe that the primary focus of his gospel is talking about um, at least the first uh, 12 to 13 chapters or so are focused primarily on how do you be justified as opposed to being sanctified uh, or receiving uh, other aspects of salvation, which Matthew, Mark, and Luke's gospels focus primarily on. But we do see some instances in, in John, like John 12, verse 25. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. So there you go. That's not faith again. Um, it's not just simply believing that Jesus is uh, the Savior. Uh, now we're talking about actually hating your life, um, doing works in this lifetime on earth for Christ's sake that will eventually earn you more eternal life, or uh, i.e. a deeper connection, a deeper friendship with the Father and the Son. And finally, for this category, I'll read Romans 2, uh, verses 6 through 8. He will render to each one according to his works, to those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth... But obey unrighteousness, there will be wrath and fury. So the context of this passage, this is uh, Paul's letter to the Roman church. And um, I'm going to suggest that the theme for Romans uh, is, is really all about um, God's wrath being poured out over all sin on the earth for uh, Christians, non-Christians, Jew, Gentile, doesn't matter um, if you sin, it's about God's wrath. And uh, Paul, in this particular passage, is describing that when we seek righteousness, when we seek a glory and honor and immortality in his name, we will receive eternal life. And um, anyone who is not living that way um, is not going to experience the, uh, the benefit of a deep friendship with God or Christ um, because of that. And again, I want to reemphasize as we close out on this teaching, um, we're not talking about justification. We're not talking about uh, where you're going to be when you die. Um, that's not at all what eternal life is about. Um, I hope that um, I've at least put, like I said before, a, a little bit of a pebble in your shoe. Um, if you don't happen to agree with me, but um, I really believe if you look at the scripture as we study these things together, um, it seems more and more glaringly obvious to me that eternal life is about a friendship. It's about an intimacy. It's about a level of depth that we can enjoy with the Father and the Son, um, both by believing simple faith, but also by um, loving him through obedience and righteousness. And, and that totally makes sense. Um, I once heard uh, a really great saying uh, from a theologian I well respect, Dr. Dave Anderson, who talked about uh, the five love languages um, a lot of us may be familiar with that a book written uh, a couple decades ago, I think, talking about um, the way that uh, people, human beings, receive love. Um, and he suggested to me that uh, God's love language is obedience. And uh, he gave me the verse, John fourteen twenty one to look at. One who has my commandments and keeps them, that person is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father, Jesus is talking, and I, Jesus, will love him and will reveal myself to him. So I hope that uh, that short discussion on eternal life was um, challenging, perhaps. Um, It's my aim with this podcast to, um, like I say, constantly to put a pebble in your shoe Uh, not to hurt you. Um, Oftentimes, I put a pebble in my own shoe. Uh, Every day that I look into the scripture, I'm finding myself struggling with um, everything that I've been taught and whether or not it's really the truth or not. Um, But my hope with this podcast is that you and I together can study the Word and um, glean the truth. Uh, Not what we've been taught, not what's tradition, um, not uh, necessarily what other people believe, but what Christ was what was trying to portray uh, in his word um, the real truth. And um, not just to know the truth, but that we may be totally benefited from the truth, that we may experience a complete life change, um, experience full joy, um, experience a deep, intimate connection with Christ here and now and for all eternity. So as we close out, I want to share with you a song uh, that I've been working on um, with a friend of mine, uh, he's, a, he's a friend, his name is Enjuro, and uh, he and I have worked together a couple times in the past, um, and uh, what he's done for me, or done with me, perhaps, uh, over the last month or two, is uh, help me write lyrics for a song in Japanese, which is a language I uh, enjoy. And uh, so today's original piece of music is inspired by knowing God in your heart, and um, it's titled King Kong which in Japanese translates to English, Kumquat Cola. Uh, it's a fun little tune. Um, in the show notes, I'll, I'll uh, put a, uh, a translation of the lyrics so that you can read them in English and uh, hopefully enjoy the poetry and, um, and see further uh, what I'm trying to convey. The truth is the scripture reveals to us about eternal life um, likened to... The experience of a deep friendship with someone, um, in this case Jesus Christ and the Father. <speaking in Spanish> you Guys. So if you like that song, um, in the show notes I'll link to uh, probably Bandcamp is where I'll put a, a version of the song up uh, for you to listen to. It's it's a work in progress um, that I'll be continually working on as I work up to putting out an album. Uh, and maybe I mentioned that in the last episode. Um, a lot of the songs that I'll be making for these episodes um, are going to be a part of an album I'm working called now oranges, which is where I make uh, songs uh, from start to finish in about 48 hours or so. And if you really appreciate it, um, I'd, uh, I'd love it. If you would uh, let me know, um, so I can start to learn, um, what to uh, make in the future. And uh, as we close out for today's episode, I want to leave with you, um, a scripture memory, uh, I we've talked about this verses really this is verse is pivotal for our understanding the doctrine of what eternal life is, and that's John seventeen three. I'll read it one more time. And this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent, as John seventeen three. So over the next um, week or two, um, I challenge you to read over John seventeen three, maybe look back in the context of uh, the entire um, Last Supper, Upper Room discourse, and um, but uh, specifically to memorize that verse, um, so that you may have it on your heart and uh, that you may remember it um, every day of your life to come, and remember that uh, God very much desires to have a friendship with you. He loves you very much, and um, and uh, we have through Christ a way to deepen a friendship with Him. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, as always, you can grab a copy of the poem, music, and endnotes document for this episode in the description, uh, the show notes. If you liked what you heard, please consider sharing this episode with someone you treasure. Uh, always remember that you can tweet questions or comments to me at at the Price of Life show on Twitter, uh, same uh, handle at Instagram, or email me at fanny at cgmradio.com, and uh, I might make an episode out of... Uh, question that you sent me so please uh, send me your deepest questions about god and life and uh, we can work together to find the answers through scripture and prayer if there are questions you still have about today's teaching of eternal life uh, or maybe some of the art the poetry the music that uh, we presented uh, today's episode there's a good chance that i'll touch on it in the corresponding episode of behind the price the show where we continue the conversation on these topics Um, i also want to make sure to thank my brothers and sisters at uh, Cross Network Global Media for the love uh, they've showed me in supporting me to keep this show running. This show would not be possible without their help. Uh, and today I wholeheartedly recommend checking out uh, one of the Price of Life's sister shows, Big Tech's Small Biz. Um, it's uh, a podcast uh, that my friend uh, friends Ryan and Justin put together where they interview um, local business owners in uh, the state of Texas. Um, who happen to be, happen to be believers, um, and they, for about an hour or two, they, uh, they uh, go through their life story, and um, here's some really amazing uh, anecdotes and uh, a lot of good business knowledge as well. Um, so, I, like I said, check it out. Um, again, thank you so much for listening, and uh, stay tuned for more in a couple of weeks.